man, and sport. A timeless means of entertainment. Some men hit home runs. Others are curb stumped. Some win Cy Youngs. Others get dunked on. Some men become MVPs. Others have 70 saves in a game. But your stats won't matter here. Here we discuss the issues. Search the hearts of men and judge in vivid detail. Only raw takes will do. This is sports analysis. This is Sports Unchained. This is Sportico! Yeah, so I'm here uh, live at, uh, damn, I almost dropped the wrong casino name, but uh, uh, Rolling Hills Casino. There's so many casinos out here, you never know. So it might be a little echoey, might be a little, you know, uh, conversations going on. But, you know, I, I got to roll. I got to do it. I got to be out. Uh, just just saw that uh, Motley Crue is actually going to be out here next month. So, yeah, mm, that's why I got to do what I do. You know, I don't really know much about Motley Crue. I got I got to keep it real with you, man. I try to keep up with the pop culture and whatnot, but I really don't know much about Motley Crue. I'm sure there's a bunch of listeners right now that's going to crucify me for saying that. But, Do uh, you have a wife? Are um, you married? I, well, we're not married. We've been together for eight years, though, okay. so, you know, pr- pr- common law marriage and all that good uh, jazz. Right. Ask her who Motley Crue is. <laughs> Depending on how old she is, ask her who Motley Crue is. Word. You think she would know? <laughs> she better. I'm about to look this shit up right now. Who the <laughs> fuck is a Motley Crue? Let me see. Uh, you black, black. You don't even know the like highly successful uh, white band. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So I'm looking it up right now. It says they were a band formed in 81 yeah. with uh, Tom. Oh, this is Tommy Lee's dudes. Yeah. What's that guy? No, I don't know if my girl even know who this is. Yeah, I was going to say, you should know. You just don't know by, by their name. You know, not like mm. that. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be wild out here, man. Anybody that's old enough to remember them and party to that, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm married, so I can't partake. Uh, of of the of the things that will be uh, transpiring out here, but yeah, it's gonna be pretty wild. But as as you said, uh, it's a pretty interesting fights going on this weekend. But before we get to that, drop your get at it. I'm sorry, what's up? You you get you get attitude uh, at, at on Twitter. You you your uh oh yeah Twitter, yeah Twitch, you all can, of that. Uh, yeah you can get at me at Darce 
underscore smokes on Twitter. Raise on my plot of soup. Uh, you could also find me on the podcast number one bullshitters, the hottest four man MMA panel on the planet right now. Check that shit out. You can also find me, uh, El Santo Negro, on Sporticus Live. That's on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and whatever the fuck else I put it on. But definitely though. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you want to start with the, uh, who's getting. Oh yeah, man. So it's it's you know we could just we could run through this whole card honestly because you know it's all got some some at least value for the the hardcore fans. You know, on the main on the prelims, you're you're kicking off the card with uh, Shayna Dobson. You know, she had a pretty uh pretty fun run on the Ultimate Fighter. She's fighting uh, Sabrina Mazo, a 22 year old uh, stud that they're trying to push. I think that's going to be a, a great way to kick off the fight, or the great way to kick off the card. These ladies are going to have a fantastic fight. Uh, Shayna Dobson and her, you know, only five pro MMA fights that she's had that I've seen, they've all been fairly entertaining. So I'll, I'll be looking forward to that. Um, and then following up that is Brandon Davis versus Kang Kung Ho. Uh, now, both of these guys are who I would qualify as uh, finishers. Uh, Brandon Davis is coming off a pretty impressive finish in his last fight where he got to uh, get interviewed by Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan gave him some massive kudos because apparently Joe Rogan thought that he was one of the biggest bantamweights he had ever seen. Uh, so that's 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 pretty uh, high praise coming from uh, Joe Rogan. What would you think? No, I, I think so. I, I think this fight, uh, this bantamweight fight, is going to be really good. Um, I had to pull up the card. It, was, it took me a while because I had to pull up the card. But yeah, I, I, I'm pretty excited overall. Um, the best part about a card like this is everybody comes to fight. The main event usually sets the tone for the type of uh, the outing that these fighters have. And I think that uh, Brandon Davis is going to have a pretty good outing. I, I really do. I, um, yes. He's somebody I got my eye on. Yes, you're you're right, hundred uh, percent. And then right after that, they are having uh, Hannah Cyphers versus Jody Escabel. So uh, a little bit change in the pace, but you know, for some reason, the UFC is really pushing Hannah Cyphers. I haven't quite. They are. Put... I was about to. I was, I'm sorry. No, no, you're right. No, I haven't quite put my finger on it. You, you can go ahead and say whatever, but I. I don't believe in her like that, man. I think she the Easter Bunny. She doesn't exist. I don't think she's real. You know, <laughs> I, I, I drop that. I usually drop that term a lot. But if you ever hear me talk about Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny, that means I do not believe in whatever's going on. And I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel really strong, strongly about her. You know, uh, as a, as somebody they should be pushing. You know, I just yeah. don't. We'll yeah. see. You know, and I don't have, I don't know if that has something to do with, you know, her management team because she did win her last bout. Uh, and, you know, but this is a pretty quick turnaround for her. I, I just, I don't quite understand the appeal uh, behind the Hannah Cyphers thing because anytime she's at the, the stare downs, man, she kind of looks like she doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Like she, her whole face is like she don't want to be there and like she should be fighting though. So, and so that's one of the major turnoffs about her is that she just doesn't look like, fighter and, right 
you know, it, it's as far as her facial expressions go. And um, the the one thing people got to uh, figure out with this fight, old fighting thing is that uh, Conor McGregor's and 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 even to a far lesser extent, um, uh, Kobe Covington, they're they're doing the Muhammad Ali act, as in they're stealing from pro wrestling, and and mentioning pro wrestling, mind you. Uh, like when, how Connor went into uh, WWE and all those guys, they trying to they trying to get um that that's how you build your character up, and she is the exact opposite of that. Like she needs to uh basically steal like Becky Lynch's thing or something like that. That's the type of if they're gonna push you like that, then you need to you need to steal somebody's character or somebody's gimmick. And she doesn't have one, and is boring as fuck. Just straight up. She looks boring. She's boring. I give two fucks about it, right? I'm just saying. I, I don't know why I was bullshitting, but yeah, she's boring. Fuck her. Whatever. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I mean, and it's, I, I can't even necessarily say she has boring fights, because I've seen worse, you know? It's not like I'm right. hooping and hollering right. about them, but I've definitely seen worse, so I, she's just got to do something other than have that look on her face when she's at the weigh-in. Right, let's not make this the uh, Hannah Cypher's Bashing Podcast. Let's move on. We got uh, on the next uh, fight, we got Casey Kenny versus Manny Bermudez, man. And uh, Manny Bermudez is undefeated at Bantamweight. Uh, and Casey Kenny, man, that dude, he just reminds me of that redneck that you really just got to kill to get him out of there. What do you think? Yeah, that's gonna be another slobber knocker too, man. Um, uh, especially when you you got an undefeated guy in there, you know he's got a lot to prove. And and people say, well, he's proved it already. No, he hasn't, because really his career doesn't start until he loses. To be honest, you know it, it, it just doesn't. Um, even even if you look at the John Jones uh, uh, DQ, he didn't really uh, define who he was gonna be. Until that happened, and then he just, just started poking everybody in the eye. But <laughs> no, <laughs> he was like, "I'm a damn cheater, and that's what I'm gonna build my career on." But like, no, but even him, you know, even John Jones with that loss, you know, or, or some people don't even like to call it a loss, but it changes you. Uh, and I, I you know, um, it even changed Cormier. I don't think without that loss, I don't think Cormier would be able to do what he's what he did to Stepe. You know, right. Being on the other end of that is important. And if Bermudez ends up on the other end of that, then it could be great for his career. It could be terrible, but I'm looking forward to uh, Bermudez, actually, because that being undefeated is a lot. I, uh, Casey Kenny doesn't have the pressure on him. He's going up against a guy that's never been beaten, so nobody expects you to do that, especially when the guy's 14 and 0. So he's he's coming in with no pressure, so he may just knock him out. You know, that's how crazy stuff happens like that. You don't have to be a knockout artist for that to happen, but that's exactly how that stuff happens because there's zero pressure. You feel good. You come in and you do the unthinkable. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Anything can happen when you lock two guys in the cage. Um, Casey Kinney is coming off of a decision victory over Ray Borg at Bantamweight. Um, but Manny Bermudez, man, he's undefeated. He's finished all of the guys that he's fought so far in the UFC including Albert Morales, Davey Grant, and Benito fucking Lopez, who Benito Lopez was undefeated before that, too. So, yeah, I think you might be on to something, brother. Uh, Manny Bermudez should definitely uh, be looking to turn some heads in Madison Square Garden. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think he will too. Uh, that's that's what I mean. Like it's the card. You know, when they set up these good cards, when they set up these these sort of stack cards, they know exactly what they're doing. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, and then next we got uh your boy Jakar Close. Uh, he's fighting Christos Giagos. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure I butchered that last name. Uh, yeah, so, it's pretty close. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's close enough. I'm not gonna correct you. All right, I all can't right. do better. <laughs> right. So this is um, you know, I, I can't tell if this is a big step up in competition for Giagos. I. I really don't know much about the guy. I know he's been in the UFC since 2014. He uh, lost to Gilbert Burns in his debut. And uh, ever since then, he's kind of had this win-loss, win-loss. His best uh, his best uh, opponent to date was Charles Oliveira, but he lost to him. Right. So, And Jakar Close, you know, he's a guy that I consider a real hot prospect, someone that you could really put some money behind. Uh, because all of his fights, man, they're actually really entertaining. He's one of those guys that's going to stand right in the center, and he's willing to play those uh, sock-em-bock-ems with you. You know what I'm talking about? I, now, I, I just, the only thing about that is that uh, <clears throat> that's where the veteran usually just beats you. Because if you, if you want to play it, uh, as his name says, that close, then mm-hmm. I it's, it's dangerous when you're doing that with a veteran because they know you're going to come in and do that, that they kind of are automatically had the advantage uh, because they know you're going to push the pace and they allow you to kind of push yourself over like that. You know? Right. Allow, right. He's going to use his own momentum pretty much. So that's what I would look out for as far as that goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and J- Jakar Close, you know, for his uh, the short stint that he's had in the UFC, man, he's fought some really, really good names. I mean – the person that took his undefeated record was David Tamer. That's not a slouch at all. Uh, and he's beaten the names like Lando Venata and Bobby Green. So I don't know if uh, Christos Giagos is someone that I would put in that tier of fighters with uh, like the Lando Venata, Bobby Greens. But, you know, he's uh, he's yeah, going to see if he can prove himself. Yeah, I like I said, man, I mean, he's been in, he's been on that stage. He's been there done that it doesn't matter how successful he was he can kind of always turn that around and that's, right. that's the thing about a veteran man i mean look at look at uh jorge masvidal you know what i'm saying like, yeah oh yeah how he yeah so yeah and 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 guys are looking for inspiration he might be one so it might you know he might be thinking the same thing and a guy a guy that gets you know, a guy like close to willing to stand and bang with you like that you should be pretty careful and watch out Yep, yep, I agree, I agree. Uh, what the next fight? Oh man, the, the next fight's uh, got a same thing now. pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's it's that veteran experience versus uh <clears throat> that 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 youth and that uh that nice cleaner record. I like I like the records uh on the on this uh on this card. Love it. Yeah, they they <laughs> did put some uh some guys that got a lot of wins and not a lot of losses on this card. So. Uh, whenever you see Rafael those, Asanto. sorry. No, yeah, no, go ahead. You got you no, got. Ra- no. I was, I was just gonna say the names: Rafael Asanto, uh versus uh, Corey Sanhagen. Yes, yes, Rafael Asanto versus Corey Sanhagen. Man, Corey Sanhagen is another guy like Jakar Close, but even more so 
in this in the sense that you can really put some money behind him and and make him a star. Uh, he's kind of done everything that he needs to do up until this point. You know, he's beaten everyone that they've put in front of him. Uh, Austin Arnett, uh, Yuri Al- Alcantara, uh, Mario Bautista, John Lineker, man. These are some pretty heavy yeah. names on your resume. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he started Absolutely. that when he was 7-1. and one. So, uh, you know, Rafael Asensio, you know, he's coming off of a loss. Um, but he's always going to be deadly in there. His only, his most recent loss was to Marlon Moraes via submission, and I just think he got caught in that. Uh, so yeah, Corey and, and, and that happens. Look at look at Clay Guida. Oh yeah, yep. Clay Guida, same same thing. So you know, this is a this is going to be a huge step up in competition for Corey Sanhagen. But I totally think he's ready, and if he does get past Rafael Sanso, man. Maybe one more fight, and you, you got to give him a title shot. Maybe yeah, one no, more I, fight. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say one more, one more, just one. Right. And he has just, to, he has to win that one kind of convincingly too. He has to do like he can, he can do a decision on this one, but it can't be a split. Uh, yeah, if he, he can get a finish, then you can probably give him a title fight after it. Uh, but if if he if if it's like two decisions in a row, then sure. Give him a title fight after that, but uh, the way you win is very impressive and very important too. Because if you don't turn enough heads, then that means you won't make money. And this business is just to make money. It's not just to see who the best fighter is, you know. And right. that's lost a lot. I love the fact that we get to see who the best fighter is, but you've got to make money doing it, or UFC will just drop you. They'll let you go. I mean, they let Mighty Mouse go, and he's one of the greatest of all time. Like without a doubt, he's one of the goats. Of uh, MMA, uh, but I, I think see Rafael Sankar has a lot riding on the line too. If he beats a up and coming, you know, a guy that we just talked about maybe getting a, a title shot real soon, then you know he's he's back where to where he needs to be. Then he he can say, okay, cool, whatever I'm doing is good. I can stay the camp I'm with. You know, he doesn't have to make any drastic changes. He can actually look to be impressive in his next fight. And maybe he'll be the one we're talking about, you know, for a title shot in the next two, you know, if he had like two fights after that. So he's got a lot on the line, too, because if he loses, then it's like, well, I lost to an up-and-comer. Maybe uh, my days are done. Maybe. Mm. You know, you never know when a fighter might do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, so, that you know, that's... And then, we haven't even got to the main card yet. We're, we're still in the preliminaries, buddy. We, this yeah. is crazy. Um... On the main card, or on the prelims, the last fight on the prelims is Devonta Smith. Um, and he's fighting a short, uh, late replacement, Kama uh, Worthy. I'm almost certain I'm butchering that first name. Kama? Probably Kama. Kama? Kama Worthy. Whoa. Stop it. You stop it with that name. Kama <laughs> Worthy. Okay. Anyways, Devonta Smith, man, he's someone, uh, you know, again, 10 and 1. He doesn't have any, a lot of losses on his record. He's someone that Mr. White thinks very highly of. And they wanted to give him a really tough opponent in this fight or in this matchup. But everyone keeps either dropping out or, or you know, turning down the fight. So here you guy, got this guy, Kama Worthy, who I have absolutely nothing about. He's 12-6. and six, But that puts a lot of pressure on Devontae Smith to perform. Do you agree? 
No, I, I do. Um, yeah, because that guy, like, it's, it's all about getting someone who has nothing to lose. It, this whole card, someone who has nothing to lose, and someone who has, uh, who doesn't, who just doesn't want to lose. Like you got this. So that's why these these uh, records are the way they are. You got a guy that's, you know, twenty and six or something like that. Twenty seven and six over thirty fights in the UFC. You use this to a guy that's loses to a guy that's only lost once and barely had 10 fights, that's going to do something to his psyche, you know? So it's 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 a, a do-or-die card. Not to oh, make yeah. a shot-down reference, but yeah. It's a <laughs> do-or-die card, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. You got it. That's the one. Uh, so that's, and that's, that's really the last one on the prelims right there. Uh, then we go to the main card, man, which is stacked. It is completely stacked. stacked. You got... Ian Heineck, who, you know, has an awesome story. We won't really get into that right now, but he's fighting Derek Bronson, who's coming off of a win uh, in a very uneventful fight against the recently unemployed Elias Theodoro. Yeah. Uh, so with Derek Bronson, he's just, uh, you, he's Phil Davis all over again. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, he's Phil Davis. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, they're not the exact same fighter, obviously, but uh, he's, but he's Derek Bronson. I mean, but he's 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 still Davis. So I don't want to trust him because of their similarities, his his you know obvious similarities to him. So, but I think he's better. To, I think he's better than Phil Davis. So I want to see what he does. I'm 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 willing to give him way more chances than I am Phil Davis. And Ian Heineck is another guy. that's thirteen and one. So uh, yep. he's another guy that can totally be getting a championship push from the heads at WME uh, looking to make a quick buck. Um, man, Derek Brunson needs a, a, a fantastic win. He needs he does. He needs to, you know, secure himself from the middle of the pack right now, because if he doesn't, he's going to the bottom. Yep, Might get fired because I mean, they're doing that now. True. <laughs> True. Doing that, and speaking they need of, to because they need to make room. Yeah, no. Speaking of that, now's a good time to talk about the most recent unemployed, Cat uh, Zingano. Um, that just happened yeah. today. So I put something on Twitter. I said something about uh, how I muted somebody because they just had bad, uh, not manners, but they were just talking about nothing. It's Twitter, so they. I didn't like the conversation. I was tired of, and I said. Big titties won't get you everywhere. And like, well, Kat Zangano is a, a recent example of that, <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, they won't get you everywhere. And they they didn't stop the, <laughs> those didn't stop the UFC from firing her because really they fired her because she was just terrible. Just like I muted that person on, on uh, Twitter. It's not that she was always terrible. Not that, just because you're terrible doesn't mean you always were or that you always will be that you never had potential to be anything but terrible but tell me she's of anything but terrible right now um i don't know i can't really say that i i i can't really say that because when was the last time she won the last fight she had it was kind of a freak of nature right you know she had the whole toenail in the eye situation uh who that ever happened to man yeah that was the that was the very you know first what I mean? It was oh the very God. first time it's ever happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah before and, that, then. Before that. You know, and so if you look at her record, it's 
it's really good. You know, she's only 10 and four out of uh, 14 fights. And she didn't really start losing until she started losing. And that's starting with the Ronda Rousey matchup. Then she yeah. dropped she dropped the decision against Juliana Pena, who, you know, very respectable fighter, especially in 2016. Uh, and then she came back after a two-year hiatus to a loss to Caitlin Vieira, who, if I'm not mistaken, is the number one contender at uh, 135 right now. Okay. Uh, and then she won... To against Marion Renault, who I respect the hell out of that fighter, uh, and then the most recent loss was against Megan Anderson. So, yes, she's one and five or four in her last five. Now, but now you, I yeah. But when you really look at it with the details, and then include the fact that before she lost to Ronda Rousey, she TKO'd Amanda Nunes. That's cool and all. We saw just what happened with uh, with uh, the last person that beat uh, Shevchenko, right? We saw that loss, right? We saw it. You know, that I was get it. the you know, weakest fight somebody. ever, right? You see what I'm saying? So, like, okay, cool. And 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 this is this is probably why they fired her or let it released her because they're looking at okay, well, okay, cool. You TKO the man to Nunes. What have you done for real since then? See, here's the thing. This is why why pro wrestling will always be a thing. If she was doing on her Conor McGregor or she was trying to get a gimmick like Becky Lynch or something like that, where would she be? I mean, she, she would only probably need one other. She if she was like uh, two and two, you know, if she if she was just five hundred, just two and two in her last four fights, and she let's say she won her last fight, if she had a badass gimmick, she'd be able to fight Amanda Nunes again, right? Because Amanda Nunes just her wells run dry. Who's she gonna fight now? But you know who she re- she was instead, Holly Holm. Mm-hmm. Now Ooh, you know there's record yeah one in four right in her last five fights. That's Holly Holm. Right. No, yeah, Kajangana can totally get the fight. Uh, it, it sounded like there was some project that she had going on, uh, some personal project in her life that uh, she that was gonna take over uh, over a UFC career. Uh, I don't know exactly what it was, but you know, Katzengano has kind of done a lot to 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 boost her character and promote herself. She's one of the few fighters who's had over a million views on uh, the Joe Rogan Experience, man. So uh, that and she's wrote she's wrote books. She had a Netflix series or show. Um, so she's done a lot to kind of promote you know her brand. Uh, I just don't know if that is what WME is looking for. I mean, you know? She's a bum, man. I'm going to be honest. She's a bum. I mean, you can't come up one in four. You're a bum in your last fights. If you one in four, you're a bum. That's all it is. And and you know the UFC thing. If you if you got four losses, recent losses, they looking at, hey, man, and maybe this ain't for you. That's just how it is. I don't want to hear shit about toenail in her eye and stuff like that. You got to do... Sure, it was a freak accident, but I, I, I even kind of, I even kind of, sure that happened. I know that happened. I'm not saying it didn't, but I'm saying I don't know. I don't know. She seemed fine afterwards. I don't know, man. Like you got to do better than that. Toenail in your eye and you're done. Like come on, this is fighting, man. That's that's even what I forgot who, who uh, covered that show. But that's what they were saying. Hey, it's a fight. 
if you get kicked in the eye and you can't go on and you say something, it's over. And she said something. And I was like, ah, shit, you know, kind of like when she tapped around the rally, she did it kind of prematurely, like like she was scared almost. And that's what happened with the toenail thing. Since it's an eye, there's a, a little bit more leeway. A lot of it more than because it's your eye. You, know? you can go blind there, you know. <laughs> right. What you fighting do? I mean, shit, look at what happened to other guys' eye. Their eyes. You know, Cowboy, Ortega, uh, you know what I'm saying? Jessica Eye. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you had to drop that. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Damn. Why yeah. I do her like that? Oh, well. <laughs> okay, well, you know, we can get back to the card now. Uh, so. <laughs> You know, on the, on the he, on the main card, moving on from Derek Brunson, Ian Heineck, you got Gabriel Benitez fighting Sadiq Youssef, who, uh, <clears throat> okay, I'm going to just say this now. I like, I like Sadiq Youssef as a fighter. I do. But I hate everything that he represents. That Therefore, I can't root for him. He is representative of Team Lloyd Irvin. Do you know anything about Team Lloyd Irvin? Enlighten me. Sure, no problem. So uh, Team Lloyd Irvin um, is notorious for, one, having very uh, aggressive business practice, uh, business practices, like, you know, contracts that are tough to get out of for new members Should that I. are just signing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But for two... Uh, they have a culture, a rape culture that is just uh, prominent in the in the in the whole Team Lloyd Irving system. Uh, they have. I, I make sure I heard you right. Say that again. Rape culture, buddy. Okay. They have yep. multiple members that have been accused and charged of rape, and they have uh, stories of of female uh, students that were uh, raped, like gang rape, bro. And team, the guy that r- runs the team, his name is Lloyd Irvin. The only reason he got off was supposedly because he couldn't get his dick up. Like, he, he didn't penetrate her. But a lot of the guys that he was with did, like, get prosecuted and went to prison and shit for, for that rape. And he is still allowed in this fucking community. And it pains me. It pains me that a lot of people... Don't know about this situation. I'm gonna send you a fucking article right now. I I've heard um, about it, um, not at length. Uh, I haven't I haven't uh, done much study about it myself. Uh, but this is also for we have an audience, so I wanted them to hear it from you telling someone who may or may not have known that stuff for the first time. Well, it's a very different thing. thing. It's not from if me. I tell it's... you, yeah, I know about it. Or I've heard of, heard about it. Then you'll you might leave some stuff out, but I want, I want, I want all everything. You got all the raw emotion, right? The no, raw yeah. take on it. Exactly. I mean, and then it, it's not from me. It's it's this is from this is before me. I didn't start training uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu till 2015. By this time, a bloody elbow had already had an article up for two years about the situation. I'm about to send it to you right now. Is, this is bloodyelbow.com. This is a very well-respected uh, news uh, group in the MMA community. And, you know, I, they know their shit. They know their shit. And I can't believe that this is still someone that is allowed in the fucking arena 
you know, to do business. You know, man, I'm going I'm to just, I'm going to say it like this. Money talks. And um, it's easy to forget some shit when somebody's handing you a check or put some shit aside. Because, you know, look at look at all the stuff uh, Floyd Mayweather has been through. You know, all his legal troubles. And we, you know, people still want to see him fight Conor McGregor. You know what I mean? Uh, and and I when I when I say that, that I mean I mean pro- proven stuff, huh? Epstein. Oh no, I just meant I said Floyd Mayweather. No, I'm just saying, but Epstein oh, had oh, money. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, yes, yes. Which that dude didn't have. They don't even say how he made his millions for like. But look, I, I put it to you. I put it to you in these terms. So there's a running joke going about going on about you know the Clintons and. And people like that, and uh, even Epstein. Now, if if any of that's true, just a shred of it, that's the ex- type. That's the exact thing we're talking about right now. That's the exact same thing. It's just on a higher level. You know what I mean? How is this person still alone, l- allowed to be in this community because of money? If any, if a shred of that stuff is true with anyone. You know, Clintons or Trump or anyone who might have been involved in it. And there's a long laundry list of people who've been in, involved in it. Uh, and, and, and it's a lot of misdirection, too. You know, uh, with uh, I, I think Trump had that dude, uh, Jeff Epstein, like thrown out of a nightclub or something like that because of sexual assault. Like he literally had him banned from there. So it's kind of hard to link him with it on the one side. You know, and then he stopped hanging out with the dude and admitted to, yeah, I know him, stopped hanging out with him. But then you come on the Clinton side of stuff and it's like, oh, this dude said he was only there. But there's like a manifest that said your boy Bill was on there 20 plus times. So it's about misdirection, too. Do I know what happened? No. But I'm telling you the facts as they are. You know what I'm saying? Like you could you could go and, and, and Google that stuff. So this this uh, camp. This stuff that happened, it's a camp. It's a community. And that's the key word you said. It's a community. Why is he still allowed in the community? Because this community still gives him a pass for these things. Because it's still about money. You know why? Because he's got a fighter that's 9-1. and one, You know? A fighter that's 9-1, and one, now on the main car of a very big UFC. You see what I mean? Well, yeah, no, I hear you, and um, it just—it's unacceptable for me. I—I yeah. I can never look past someone's past, especially when they're—they're they're not being held accountable for their actions. Right. When I, you're doing I, when you're yeah. doing harm and you're tarnishing the brand that you know I love, it's just like I just can't. I cannot support that kind of actions, man. And the the articles are plentiful. You know, I I sent you one. And anyone yeah, listening, just you, can just, you can just look it up. It's on Deadspin. It's on it's on Reddit. It's on MMA Mania. It's all over the internet. So this is not just coming from me. You know, um, it, this guy is bad news. I for love MMA. Deadspin, by the way. I love Deadspin. Hate Barstool Sports. Yeah, yeah. Bar, what the, what is up with that guy? I had to <laughs> mute him today. I'm done yeah. with this shit. I I, I want to. Uh, I I should have followed him. I just want to know what outrageous stuff people say. Like when people say, "Oh, Trump said this," I I don't mute him. I got him off mute, so I know exactly what he says. I w- I want to know what he says because somebody's either gonna lie on him, he's gonna lie on somebody else, and I want to know who the liar is. And it's usually everybody else telling on themselves. But 
Uh, yeah. So this guy really said this stuff on Twitter, which is uh, he can legally get in trouble for. It. Did he do that? Am I am I correct in my understanding? No, on he- that. You're 100% correct. And this is what I don't understand. Why are people, like, accepting the fact that this is a quote-unquote troll job? Like, dude, you're the founder of a yeah. of a company. There are certain things that you just can't do. He sure. doubled down. He's yeah. tripled down. He, he quadrupled really down. He this really is, did. If it was a troll job, he would have had to, like, really... He would have messed it up. Because you know? when you're trolling, you're down for the jokes. And you would have made a joke. Well, and a lot of people are saying it's a troll because a lot of the employees were kind of in on it. They're like, oh, we would never union. So he, you know, they, I, I don't exactly know That's the situation. That's what I'd say, too. But at the end of the day, <laughs> if you, all it takes is one. All it takes is one person that's being like, you know what? This could be an opportunity for me to make, you know, a lot of money and just yeah. get the hell up out of here. And they kind of could. You kind of gave them the platform to do so. Right? I, I don't know. You know, I just don't like, I don't like, the CEO needs to step in there and do something. If, if not, then uh, just get off your job. You literally, you're there for that specific reason. That is a CEO problem. And you need to do something. Step in, make a statement, and be done. Okay? And if you don't, you need to get fired. You need to get a, a vote of no confidence. You need to take your ass up out of there. Because right. it's just as much as, it's the people that stop up top fault. Like, yes, it is his fault. He needs to be reprimanded. Do what you're going to do to him. But guess what? We got this person above him, or at least adjacent to him, if I want to even say that. This this person in the position of power that's going to do absolutely nothing about it. Right. No, you're right. So we can't ask what happened when dude's still there, and he's still, because he's going to do it again. Stuff like this, you do it again, because it's, it's a call for her. It's a call for help. He's going to do it again. So... I yeah. mean, we'll see what's up with that. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll try to keep up with this goddamn card, man. So uh, it's all good. <laughs> the next one, the next three fights is what re- people really Bangers. hear to hear. Yep. This is Bangers. what y'all really he came here to listen to. Right. We got Yoel Romero versus Paulo Costa. Tell me about that, brother. <sighs> okay, so uh, with me, I'm gonna go. Ahead, I'm gonna go ahead and go with. Uh, 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 Paulo Costa, man. Mm. I want to go with Yoel. I, I, I feel like mm. he could just knock him out. I mean, but like that's the thing. I feel like he could just knock him out. But Paulo Costa, uh, <clears throat> I, I think I don't think so. Paulo Costa ain't been in deep waters. Yoel has, uh, and that's important. But I, no, I, no. Uriah Hall looked like he was uh, doing a couple things against your boy Paulo Costa that last fight. Kind of dragged yeah, him into some deep here, waters. But here's the, here's the thing, though. Like, I mean, he don't go into third rounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just don't. I, I kind of wish this was a five-round fight. I really do. But they would gas. And I think Yoel comes in heavy, and he's going to gas quicker. And I think Paulo Costa is going to put some on him. I, 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 I want to go with the, the – Paulo Costa is like my upset. You know, uh, I, I, I believe that he's going to have – the advantage over Yoel Romero. I know that's crazy to say, but I don't pick a whole lot of upsets, so you're gonna just have to take that one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no. I hear you, and well, that's not a got? bad upset upset to pick. You know, I I wish that I could say differently, but I'm also gonna pick Paulo Costa. 
Uh, and it, it is an upset pick for me. I feel like uh, Yoel Romero is a very unmotivated 42-year-old man right now. Exactly. He is, he is coming off of a, a couple million dollar lawsuit that he was just uh, awarded. Uh, so, you know, this isn't prize fighting for him. He's not doing this for his livelihood anymore. If he does win, the trajectory to a title shot also depends on the fight that's happening in October. So it's like, uh, how motivated is Yoel Romero? Whereas Paulo Costa is undefeated. He's the younger yep. guy. Like yeah. you said, he, you know, he's never been out of the second round. It's, yeah, and he got knocks a, people to fuck out too. Just does. like Yoel. He does. Knocks them the fuck out. The thing that makes me feel like this is an upset pick is because I don't have that much confidence in uh, Costa's yeah. grappling abilities. And I feel like Yoel Romero is, you know, of course, one of the better grappler, grapplers yeah, in the middleweight yeah. division. So um, that's really what's kind of got me on the edge a little bit, but I'm still going to lean Costa. This one is going to be the one that disappoints. Almost guaranteed. So? Yes. I don't think it's because if it's an upset, then there's going to be a lot of people that pick Yoel because they don't know any fucking better, really. Um uh, because they, you know, there's a lot of casuals just out there just pick whoever because they're there. Like, oh, I'm gonna pick Yoel Romero because I know his name. But no, I'm picking Costa because I think he's, I think uh, Romero's gonna get a little bit too tired to be taking him down. Uh, his condition is just a thing for me. Uh, it's, it's just too in the way, and you can't have shit conditioning against a guy that can knock you the fuck out too. So. That's right. that's just too much of an issue, man. I, yeah. I don't I don't have him doing very well on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go ahead to the the second fight. I got a question I want to ask you about these last three before we finish. Um, but this, the co-main event, you got your boy Nate Diaz making his return against Anthony Pettis. What do you think about this fight? Oh, man, this was going to be one that uh, uh, might disappoint. I don't think it will. I don't know. Actually, I think it will disappoint for the same reasons. Because I think uh, a lot of people are going to want Nate Diaz to win. And I think he's going to get his ass whooped. I, I, I think so. It's not, it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be the brawl everybody thinks. Um, you know, this isn't, it's not Conor McGregor. I mean, I, we're going to see what type of fighter Nate Diaz really is here. Like, I I know I know David is not a fan of uh or the DS brothers or or them being a thing at least or right. in their fan base, <laughs> um, and 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 he he has a point, and 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 this is literally the fight because he me beat you know Connor is one thing but this this is very different. He goes out there and gets his ass whooped. That's it. They True. need to lose a third of their fan base. Because it's all bullshit. Because this is supposed to be the type of fight that motivates you to do something. And Anthony Pettis is going to be motivated. Because that's just been this one thing throughout his UFC career. Is he motivated? Is he, does he actually give a shit and want to fight? And sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no. This time it's hell yeah. Of course he wants to get up for this fight. This is his future. Both futures on the line. And I think Nate Diaz has such a future without it he doesn't give a shit that's always been his his thing i don't give a shit but if he comes motivating and fights he can finish uh anthony pettis either one of these guys can finish the other one off 
Will they? Will they care enough to even do that? Right. No, I I I feel right along the same lines, man. Um, I will also add that I feel like Anthony Pettis is going into this the more intelligent of the two. In his last few fights, he has shown a, a spectacular game plan. Although you know a few of them didn't go his way, the game t- the game plan he was implementing, you know, it, it was going well until it wasn't. So. Uh, I feel like the camp at Duke Rufus is going to work a come up with a nice mental plan against this uh, for this fight against Nate Diaz. And that's something I don't really see coming out of the Diaz camp. I don't see them going into this with a strategy of just high level intelligence. I feel like they're just kind of going in there to fuck them up or try to. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the one of the bigger points uh, that I'm, I'm leaning towards is Anthony Pettis throwing a lot more leg kicks, like low calf yeah. kicks. And real, yep. cause I mean, Nate Diaz ain't going to check him. He's never checked him. Uh, and that's always been one of his bigger critiques. And if he comes in here, not checking leg kicks, I expect Anthony Pettis to be able to tee off on the guy. I, I just, uh, I don't know, man. And Nate's one of those warriors that, uh, you always got to watch yourself. And Anthony Pettis lets up from time to time. Oh, yeah. He does. And that's a big problem. You do that against Nate Diaz, and they're going to be scooping your ass up, telling you're you right. what happened. So, so you're, that's right. The, you, you, you're right. He might, he might come in with a great game plan, but if he eases up, it's over. True. It could and be I, over. One and, other thing, and I think Nate, since, you're, yeah. since you're mentioning that, uh, the durability – between the two, definitely is a plus on, on Nate Diaz's size. Uh, yes. Anthony Pettis in his last few fights, you know, he's been busted up, and if I'm not mistaken, he's even broken his hand uh, in his last few he's fights. He's not very durable. He, he's, a, he's always been that way, though. He kind of breaks down um, mid-fight. He can yeah. break down on himself. Yes. And uh, Nate will wait him out. That's the problem. It doesn't matter yep. if he checks those leg kicks or not. Yeah. He has to have the power to throw them. And if he hurts himself just a little bit on one of those kicks and stops throwing them, Nate's going to look. See, here's the thing. Nate uh, does fight intelligently. It's just that he understands he can take more punishment than the other guy. Kind of like how Robbie Lawler did against Kobe Covington, but, like, actually way smarter. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't. I'm not saying that Nate doesn't fight intelligently. No, I know what you mean. He has a a much less wide of a toolbox. Yeah. Um, he goes in there and he gets beat up, and that's not a great game plan unless the guy doesn't. It, it's not a great game plan usually, but it works. It does actually work on people, and I think and Anthony Pettis is one of those guys that work on because he lets up, and his body will give up on him mid fight. So Nate Diaz is like, well, I'm still here, and I'm gonna do what I do. So that's that's my fear in that as far as Pettis goes. My fear as far as Nate Diaz goes is that he won't give a shit. He'll give up yep. mid-fight because he wants to. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, you know, we, that's the co-main, f- guys. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about this main event. Daniel Cormier, Stipe Miocic. What's going on, Sean? Now, speaking of game plans and guys just kind of uh, – I, I think he's going to go in there. I think he's going to – I think Stipe is going to go in and he's going to be kind of balls to the wall and not fight very intelligently. Uh, and I think uh, Daniel Cormier is going to catch him slipping again. I think so. Because I think Stipe is so pissed, and he's going to be like, ah, I know I can knock him out. I know I can knock him out. 
and he's going to go for it, and his corner's going to be screaming, what the fuck are you doing? And then he's going to get knocked out. I think he's actually going to get knocked out again. That's crazy, right? Yeah, I just well. see that. Yeah, that, 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 that is crazy because nobody ever saw that in a million years in the first fight. I think it's definitely happening in the second fight. Uh, yeah. Oh man, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with that. I actually am going to go with Stipe in this one, man. I went with him the first time, so I might be yeah. a little bit biased, but I think that you know Stipe and DC, they both know what happened in there. So, but I feel like Stipe, you know, wouldn't have held out so long if he didn't feel like he could actually beat Daniel. And I think Daniel kind of knows that, too. And Daniel realizes Stipe is a, a legit challenge, and he accepts this oh, challenge. Yeah. So that's kind of what's really intriguing about this. You know, Daniel Cormier, at 40 years old, is still willing to accept the best fighter that he can potentially fight. That's, that's tremendous. Now, either way, it, like especially if Daniel Cormier gets knocked the fuck out, his career is over after this. If he beats Stipe... If it, I mean, most, I think what, mo, what will most likely happen is to go to decision and DC will probably win. Um, I, I think it'd be cool. It'd be a good fight, but not like great. I, I think there's other card. It won't be the best fight on the card. I just don't think so because of, uh, really just the, just the, the, uh, the styles that they're going to bring. Uh, they're going to have to lay on each other quite a bit. They're going to have to stop each other from, uh, knocking each other the fuck out. So, those are two things that are just going to kind of uh, put more pressure on them, and they're not going to let their hands go quite as much, I don't believe. Uh, so, but, like, yeah, yeah, this is a retirement fight for D.C. Uh, either way, I believe there's no one else to fight for him after this. You know, even, even if he fights John Jones for a third time, then that, he's going to do that out of retirement. It's going to be a bigger deal because he is retired. So, that's... Yeah. Uh, it, this is a this is the last hurrah. It's a great card. It's a great fight to go out on. No matter win or lose, it's the best way to go out. True. You don't want to go out getting your ass knocked out by John Jones and you find out he was smoking rocks the day before. The whole time. Right. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. The whole time. My bad. He was micro dosing uh, crack. Whatever they. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh. Well, you know, the question I was going to ask you is this. Out of these last three fights that we just went over, which one do you think will be a snooze fest? Uh, uh, the most potential to uh, be a snooze fest. Um, you know, all hey, three of them aren't going to be bangers. We know this. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, you're right. Um, all the all three of them have the potential to be snoozers. I, right. I would say not, not, not Cormier Stipe. Like, I think it's much lower risk for that. But it's going to be some wrestling in there, some heavy wrestling. And like I said, it's a lot riding on it, so they're not going to let them hands go. So, man, um, I don't know. Uh, damn, that's a you, really tough question. I'll, I'll, tell you mine. I'll tell you mine. I think the most potential to be an absolute snooze fest is oh, Anthony no. Pettis, Nate Diaz. I knew it. I knew <laughs> when you started laughing, I was like, I'm going to say the one that's because it's, it's got the most potential on the other side. There's that's so why. Much hype. There's so much hype and there's so much to lose on both sides, if you ask me. So I feel like both of them might kind of be a little, especially this first round, it might be a lot of filling each other out, you know, yeah. uh, not a lot going on. <sighs> and, and, they're not 
gonna let them hands go. I don't think so. Showtime really don't do it unless he know he got you. And Nate don't do it unless he know he didn't drug you to deep water. Right. And we're not gonna see these guys shoot any kind of takedowns. They're not gonna mix it up. There's gonna be a lot of feints and a lot of a lot of you know just kind of looking at each other. And I don't know. Here's the one. Yoel Romero, because he's gonna have to take uh Paulo Costa down quite a bit and keep from knocking him the fuck out. I think that's really his I don't think I don't think he's he could knock him out. I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean your Romero might knock him out and that's you know, make me look all stupid. Kinda. But I, I think that's gonna be the snooze fest because I think your Romero's gonna have a different game plan against a guy who's knocked almost every single one of his opponents out. So if if, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been every single one of them. I think he had one or two decisions. But my my thing is how are you gonna stop him? Uh, get him to the ground, you know, grappling. That's what he's going to do to stop him. I think it's going to be a snooze fest because uh, Costa won't be able to let his hands go because he'll be too tired too at the end. And in the beginning, Yoel will be wrapping him up every time he gets a chance. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I, uh, I'm i going to go ahead and tweet and make it official that uh, out of these three fights that I think that uh, Pettis and Diaz will be a snooze fest. So see what the... See what the MMA Twitterverse thinks. Call me out, too, because, I mean, think about it. Like, like, I said the two knockout artists are going to be the snooze fest. Yeah. Because one of, them, one of them was a grappler, and he doesn't want to get knocked the fuck out. Even though he wants to let his hands go, if he, he knows in order to do that, Costa's going to have to let his hands go, too. And he doesn't want to eat one of Costa's shots. And it's just smarter not to do that. So we'll see. Right. I feel you know, I, I, I think, you know, I, I think that's it's brilliant. Hey, hey. Wrestle him. Don't get don't don't take a kick to the face. Wrestle him, or you're gonna be knocked the fuck out. You're gonna see what it looks like when you Luke Rockhold somebody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's the whole card, brother. Yeah, yeah. We we kind of we mowed that boy down. I'm I'm kind of surprised. You know, I'm kind of surprised we went through it as quick as we did. Hey man, time flies by when you're having fun. You can find us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all at Sporticus Live. That's Sport I C U S Live. Sporticus Live. See you there.